like I told the kids, we are going to be sitting in the story of Joseph. In order to get a good idea of his story, we're going to be looking in, at the, um, the Gospel of Matthew. Joseph's story really isn't told as much in Luke as it is told in Matthew. So we're going to be in Matthew 1, 18 through 25, and then we'll jump back to Luke. In Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25, this is what the scripture tells us. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Jesus woke up, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. And then in Luke 2, we see the end of this story after Jesus is born. This is when they say they were talking about the shepherds. So the shepherds hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of God for the people of God. There are days when I'm completely overwhelmed by responsibility. My responsibility to care for this family that is soon to be mine. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but the, the onerous responsibility to provide for a family to provide for their care, to be the one who makes sure that all things happen, to make sure that there's shelter, to make sure that there's food, to make sure that we have all that we need. Sometimes it feels too much. And when Mary and I became under contract to become married, I started to understand maybe what my father had been going through his whole life working to take care of us as a family. I started to understand to see him from a different perspective. I started to understand what that responsibility felt like. And as I began to prepare for our marriage, and as I began to prepare for what it would look like to have a woman under my roof who I was in charge of, who I was to take care of, provide for, the stress in my life changed completely. I started to realize what that would mean for me to have to take care of somebody 
to be responsible for somebody that's not just me. And it's so much. But then to add on to that responsibility, before we were even married, she became pregnant. Pregnant. And it wasn't my child, because I can tell you right now, we had not had relations. This engagement process is long, and it was hard, but we had been true to the pact that we had taken. And so when it came about that she was pregnant, I can tell you that I was certain that I was not the father, and I was certain that there was something going on that I did not understand, because this girl was a good girl, a good girl from a good family. Maybe not an important family, but a good family. And I knew her heart. I knew her heart to be good. I knew her heart to be godly. And so I didn't understand, I couldn't understand how she would do something that would break this bond between us. How she would do something that would break a bond between her and God. But when I found out that she was pregnant, I knew that she and I could no longer be married. I knew that she and I could no longer fulfill the covenant that we had together. I knew it couldn't be. But I also knew that I couldn't do to her what society would have me do to her. Because she was a good girl. And I knew that at some level in my heart, she had just made a mistake. She had just done something in a moment or something maybe had happened to her. But I knew, I knew that she was more than that moment. And so I told myself, I told myself I was going to make sure she would be protected. But then... As the way God always tends to do, the weight of that responsibility, the burden of that responsibility, all of a sudden was taken off of my shoulders. And I can't describe to you what it felt like in that moment, but I was sitting there stressed. I was sitting there trying to figure out how to do all of these things, how to care for Mary in a society that didn't allow me to. When that angel appeared, the angel of God who explained to me some very difficult things to understand because I'm going to tell you, even though it's been explained to me still today, I struggle to understand. But this angel told me that this baby was not conceived in the way of the world, that this baby was not because of a moment of indiscretion on Mary's part or another man's part. This, this baby is not because of a mistake. That this baby does not bring shame upon Mary. This baby didn't bring shame upon us. But instead, completely the opposite. Instead of bringing shame, this baby proves that Mary... Mary is highly favored with God, and in turn, so am I. Can you believe that? A baby 
conceived out of wedlock, a baby conceived before we were ever married, is supposed to say that Mary and I are highly favored with God. Sure, that's okay in God's eyes, but what is the world going to believe? Because somehow, some way, Mary got pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Mary got pregnant without ever having sexual relations. Mary got pregnant. And she didn't do anything wrong. She didn't betray me. She didn't betray herself. She didn't betray God. At least that's what the angel said. And now I'm left to try and believe these things, to try and understand these things in a world where none of that makes sense. Because I don't know about you, but it doesn't make sense to me. But I want to believe it with all that I am. I want to believe it because Mary is a good girl. And I love her. I do. I love her. And the responsibility of the choice that lays before me is so big. When I was stressed before because I was going to have to take care of a woman and then eventually some children, that seemed big. But this, this is so much bigger. I could leave her. I could choose not to believe this angel. Or I could have faith. A faith unlike anything I've ever known before because I was raised in faith. I was raised to believe in God. I was raised to believe that there's a Messiah that's going to come. But to be honest, when I pictured this Messiah, I pictured him coming in a palace, not by my hands, not by the hands of my wife. As much as the angel was so real, as much as I believe that this angel came to me, as much as I believe what the angel said, there's a part of me that just can't go there. There's a part of me that's saying that the world would laugh at me if I said this out loud, that my parents would laugh at me if I said this out loud, that my parents would tell me I am the craziest person on earth. But is it my parents that matter? Is it the world that matters? Or is it God that matters? It's a really tough place to be. Deciding between the way the world thinks and what God is asking of me. What the world thinks and what God is asking of me. I don't know what to do. I know what my heart wants to do. I know what my heart wants to believe. My heart wants to believe that Mary is pure. My heart wants to believe that Mary is still good. My heart wants to believe that this baby is going to be this Jesus, this Messiah. The angel said, Emmanuel, Lord with us. Lord with us? I've never known a God that is with us. We've always only known a God that is somewhere else that we have to access through priests. Rabbis, but God with us? None of it makes sense. None of it. 
So do I believe in God? Do I believe what God has asked of me? Or do I follow what culture would tell me is right? Do I believe what this world would tell me is sane? Do I leave this girl that I do love? Or do I trust? Do I trust enough in the faith that I've been raised in? Do I trust enough in this God who says that he's going to take care of us? That we are favored, favored, us. We are nobodies. I might believe it more if it was a king that was being favored or somebody high up in our priestly society that was being favored, but us? Trusting, trusting that God is going to follow through with this is just about the hardest thing I've ever had to choose that God is going to be with us through this journey because it's not going to be easy. If I say yes to this, if I believe and if I follow through with what God is asking me to follow through with, I know the path is not going to be easy. Mary is going to have a hard path regardless. Her road is going to be hard regardless of what I do, but I could walk away right now and not be changed. In fact, my life would be easier. The responsibility that I was looking at, it would go away. No wife, no children, all of the weight of that duty would be off of my shoulders. Seems like what the right answer would be would be to go that way. To choose the path that is easier. To choose the path where everything kind of falls in place. But my gut says that's not the right way to go. That gut. When your gut's talking to you, I don't, I don't know if your gut ever talks to you, but when my gut is talking to me, I know that something is happening, and I know I'm supposed to pay attention. And this gut is telling me that the path that God is asking me to go down, the path with Mary, the harder path, the more unknown path, the path with responsibility and hardship, that that's the path I'm supposed to be taking. And it scares me. It terrifies me to walk that path. Because as much as God says God's going to be with me, how do I know? What does that look like? As much as God says we're favored and we're going to be taken care of, how do I know But I have to make a choice, and I have to make it soon, because her belly is going to start showing, and people are going to know, and it's either going to be my baby, and she's going to be my wife, or I'm going to turn my back and wipe my hands of the trouble that lays before me. I have to choose. I have to choose the path of least resistance or the path of faith. And my friends, I just don't know 
what to do. But I do know that regardless, that regardless, God is going to walk by my side. And I just pray that as I make this decision, that God, God shows me and that God shows up. I pray the same for you. Because my decision may be bigger than your decisions, but I know that you have them too. And I know that as you make your decisions to walk a path of faith that seems completely crazy or to walk the path with this world that seems easier, I pray that you and I have the courage to take the path of faith. Let us pray. God, for Mary and Joseph, their choice to believe, their choice to be faithful, their choice to walk with you against culture, against what the world would believe is right and true, against what the world would believe makes sense, points us in a direction that many of us don't want to go. But God, you're asking each of us today to follow you down a path that is harder sometimes, that doesn't make sense because it's against what the world says is right. But God, like Joseph and Mary, they ultimately chose to believe you, chose to believe the insane, chose to believe that angels showed up and said that Jesus was theirs. God, I pray that you give us courage that you give us the ability to believe like they did. And that you give us joy and hope as we wait for you in each step of the journey. It's in the name of our Savior, Emmanuel, God with us, that we pray. Amen.